Hello you. So I have a simple way of deciding what to bring into my world and into my work. I ask myself this question. Does this help build self-belief in me or my clients? And if it ticks that box and it lights me up, it is a yes. Human design ticks that box massively for me because it's a permission slip to be entirely myself. And of course, I want to share that feeling. So I hope you'll come along with me on this journey. And it is a journey because let's face it, human design comes with a lot of moving parts. There's type, strategy, authority, centres, gates and so much more. Sometimes it looks a bit much to untangle, but you know me, I'm good at untangling. And I'm bringing you a series of posts to demystify the big chunks of this weird looking system. And weird looking it might be. Here's what human design is. It's a blend of modern science and ancient wisdom. And it is the ultimate profiling tool. Gives us full permission to be ourselves. It's like a user manual for each of us showing us how we're designed to be, how to work with our energy and how to make great decisions that are just right for each of us. We can find our purpose, our ideal environment and our superpowers on this map. And we can journey through it to heal ourselves, our relationships and our work. If you'd like to find out more, I'm going to give you a link to download your free chart or to book a chart reading with me. That's currently £65. We're in December of 2023. The price might be going up because it is worth so much more. In the background right now, you might be able to hear my dog just crunching on a big biscuit. So do apologise. Right, today I'm interviewing my friend Nadia Elmagrabi in video form. We met in a human design study group and I just couldn't resist asking her to be my first guest. And I know you're going to love her warm energy. Nadia is a spiritual coach and past life guide. I'll leave you a connection for for where you can get a hold of her and find out more about her beautiful work. But before we dive into that chat, I'm going to give you a quick introduction to the human design types. Because today we're looking at the generator type. So types are the big buckets at the top of human design. They're the way that we group types together to start with. Now, of course, after we get into the nuance, because you'll already guess we don't fit neatly into just one of five little boxes, but it really is a great starting point. And it's just where I start when I'm unpacking a chart. This is the first place that I get to tell clients Here's how to be you. And yes, it's okay. You really get to be like this. Okay, so within human design, there are five types and each type has a purpose on the planet. There's manifestors, about 10% of the population. You are here to initiate and to inspire. Generators make up around 35%. You're here to create to take the inspiration of the manifestors, to build on it and to do what lights you up. You're creating the life force energy for the planet. Manifesting generators, about 35%. You're here to move fast, to try things out and show the way. You're also creators and builders and life force energy creators. Projectors, around 20%. 
you're here to guide others to their highest potential and share the most amazing wisdom. And reflectors, around 1%, you're here to reflect back the possibility that's in the world and in other people around you. So those are the five key types. Now what often happens as we grow up is that we're conditioned to be something other than the way we're designed. Because some types are just too much or too lazy or simply too different from the people around them. Because our parents and teachers expect us to be the same as they are. And when this happens, it can leave us feeling like our energy is out of whack, that we don't make great decisions and that we're basically living out of alignment, sometimes close to burnout. It's not a comfy place to be and it's not good for self-belief. So today we're talking all about the generator type, as I said. So yet we're here to do the work that lights us up. I'm a generator. That's absolutely me. When I'm working on what I love, I am so lit up. I have got so much energy. I can work late into the night um, when I'm doing something that I'm excited about. There's no stopping me. So we are designed to be inspired and to respond to life, not to initiate anything. Of course, we really want to initiate. That's, you know, that's what we all want to do. Let me get out there and start the thing. I've just had an idea. Let's go. Um, but that's not correct for generators. It can be a little bit hard to take to start with, but wow, it's so empowering when you get into it. So generators have a sacral energy. They have a, their sacral center is defined and we get to tap into that sacral for the yes and no decisions that guide us to our next right step. I mean, most people are told, um, hear this so many times, like, trust your gut, trust your gut. And yeah, for a lot of us, that will be correct. And for some of us, it won't, but it is for the generator. So let's stick with that for today. So yeah, there's loads more to it. So I am now going to share my chat with Nadia. I'm going to share the video as well. So you can choose how you want to um, take in this next part. Hey, so today I'm doing something a little bit different and I am starting to bring you lots more human design information. So I thought I'd start that off with talking to somebody who is in their human design experiment already. Um, so this is Nadia Elmagrabi. Nadia is a spiritual guide. She's a psychotherapy informed coach specializing in past life regression. And Nadia, like me, is a generator. So I thought where better to start um, with the generator type. So Nadia, I've got some questions for you. Are you ready to dive in? I am. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, you're so welcome, lovely. Okay. So Nadia, tell us to start with, how long have you been in your human design experiments? Well, I had my first human design reading in January of 2020. And a friend of mine who was a manifester was telling me, you need to do this. You need to, you know, find out your design. And so I scheduled a reading and, you know, learned all of these things about myself and really sat with that for a while before I would say even starting to integrate it. Like it was so different 
than anything I had done before. And I had explored my astrology and lots of other aspects of myself at that point, but never really, I, that was the first I had heard. I had heard little bits of human design, but that was really the first that I knew what it was. Mm. And so, yeah, so it's been, it took me, I would say a good year before I really started to dive in to it Mm. myself. Yeah. Takes a little while to settle, right? Yeah. I love that it was the manifester who initiated you into this. So funny. I'm just, I was just realizing that Mm. she totally did. Oh, I love it. Okay. So you found out you're a generator and that's the the biggest thing that we find out first, isn't it? We learn out our type and we know that that just gets a little bit more nuanced as we get in, but you found out you're a generator. What do you love about that? How does it serve you? So yeah, in the beginning, I don't know if I truly resonated with the generator. I think I was like, oh, well, that's the majority of the people are generators. So I thought like, that's not a good one. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, whatever with this, that's fine. Um, But it was the being an emotional generator that really that is something that resonated with me right away. Mm -hmm. And learning that about myself, that I had this emotional authority, which I don't, I don't even remember hearing those words in the beginning, but I just heard what that message was that I, that I need to take time to make decisions. And I resonated with that deeply. And the thing is about that is that I really was, I would get down on myself for not being able to make a decision quickly. And so it was almost like permission, like, oh, I don't have to, I can sit with something and tell somebody that I'll get back to them the next day, or when I've figured out what I want to do, and I don't have to make a decision in the moment. You know, I think I was always judging myself about that. Like, why can't I just make a decision? So that was a very freeing understanding you know, and I did get that right away, even though I didn't necessarily look more into human design, that piece really struck me. And so, and then with being a generator, you know, when my, when I was young, my mother told me when I would ask questions like, well, what should I do about this? Or what should I do about that? She would say, well, what does your gut say? (laughs) Which, you know, and she's a manifesting generator, mind you. Um, But you know, I didn't like when, even when she would say that I didn't really, what is she talking about? What does that mean? But it would always stick in my head. And it, it, it gave me again, permission to like go within and to see what do I want to do? What feels right for me? And so that part of being a generator hit me too, of this, having the sacral, uh uh-huh, uh-uh, and knowing like my body knows And I don't need to make decisions with my head. And so, yeah, so then learning that I was a generator, it gave me again, that permission to, to trust that and to get out of my head, which is how I did make the majority of my decisions and Mm. bad ones at times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not good at making decisions in our heads, are we? (laughs) We are not. That's what, not what they're for. (laughs) Oh, how fantastic that your mum must have known at some level as well, that she was there to make decisions with her gut, her sacral. Yeah. She must have known that. She must have. Passed it on to you. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, 
what about challenges for you in being a generator? Is there anything that you were like, oh, I don't want that? I think the biggest thing was like, most people are generators, you know, thinking that it's not anything special, but I don't feel that way anymore because we're all so unique and the charts are all so different. And that's just a way that our energy works. And so the challenges for me, you know, I, I think that as I have done the experiment, I'm more and more appreciative of my design and who I am. But in the beginning, there was more of this. Well, I like the sound of being a manifester. I want to initiate things. I want that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the more I go and see, like, I'm not meant to initiate. I'm meant to respond to things. It Again, it's that permission. I don't have to do it the way somebody else does it. Mm -hmm. I don't. And that was another thing, trying to think of what should I do next? Where's the inspiration? It's, I don't need to think about what I'm going to do next. It's going to come to me. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that process has been more and more over the past year of allowing that and really knowing that I don't have to figure anything out. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's helped me get out of the FOMO you know, fear of missing out, getting out of the comparison, comparing myself with other people and thinking I should do things like they're doing it, or they should, you know, whatever. And just realizing we're all this, these unique individuals. So it's been a very liberating process, the deeper that I get into it. (laughs) I can hear that in you. I think it's amazing. (laughs) Um. Nadia, there was a question went through my head and it's just moved on. So it wasn't the right question. Um, You've talked a bit about having that sacral. All generators have got that sacral yes, no fast response. And you you mentioned before that you sounds like your mum helped you out with that. Mm -hmm. So how does that work for you? How does it show up? Do you find it showing up? I do. I feel it. My feel full, my body fully lights up when it's mm-hmm. a yes for me. And, you know, even the way that we met in our, in our mastermind program, when I saw Emma, you know, offered that a year ago, I was very curious and really wanted to do it, but I was so new to the experiment that I felt I'm not ready for that yet. And when it showed up again this year, my whole body just was like, yes, I want to do that. (laughs) And I had already gone through the wave of it because I had said in my mind, next time that comes up, I want to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I had figured that out to an extent. And so I didn't have to wait for a long time to, to decide. I maybe waited overnight, but I was right on there and it, but it was, it was this like full body. Yes. And so that's how I tune into it. I do sometimes use a pendulum to help me mm. if things are not very clear, but I can feel this. And I've done this, I think with kinesiology in the past too, just to learn what is a yes and what's a no for me. And I feel this upward movement for the yes inside of my core. And I feel like a, a sinking feeling for the no. Mm. And so, you know, but when it's a big, yes, it's like something is bubbling up and coming out. 
of me. And then I'll use a pendulum. If I'm feeling confused, I'm not sure if now is if it's a timing thing or if this is something I want to do now, I'll use a pendulum. But I'll also check that multiple times to see if it's a yes or a no. So mm. that helps me tune into it as well. But if it's a strong yes, I feel it. Amazing. And it's building that muscle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I definitely found to start with, I was like, oh, can I feel that? Can I not feel it? And the more I was tuning in, the more I could feel it. The, the, it was really obvious whether it was a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. So over time, I don't know if you found that as well, that building the muscle. Yes. And the no's are much clearer too. Mm-hmm. It's a physical feeling of a, oh, like I feel myself retracting back. <laughs> pushing away Uh, I don't want to do that and so it's it's beautiful because it's it's like an inner gps what a gift right Mm -hmm. what a gift Mm. yeah um so I did want to ask you with so with being a generator we told that our purpose is to do the work to do the work how did that land with you and how is it (laughs) landing with you now (laughs) because I'm like what (laughs) I know like I have to do the work I'm the worker bee I'm the the, I think someone why me like a dog or something like you're building I don't know um yeah like a workhorse these are some of the phrases that I've heard Mm. oh I don't want to just be a worker (laughs) (laughs) but when you when you pair that with doing something that I want to do listening to that sacral yes it's not work it doesn't feel like work to build things or to make things. It's exciting. And it's sometimes it's hard to shut off, if anything, because there's so many things that light me up now that it's like, I want to keep doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that energy. Like, even if it's doing stuff around the house, when I have the desire to do it, it's it, I enjoy it like washing the dishes or folding laundry. I mean, I don't really enjoy folding laundry much, but <laughs> there are certain things that it's fun to do and and moving, you know, that's another thing for the generators is mm-hmm. to move our bodies and to use up that sacral energy. And I know if I lay around for a day or two, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. I have to have those long walks, do some sort of exercise. And that keeps me feeling good and in tune with that sacral yes and no Mm. yeah that's such a good call isn't it that using up the energy yeah I've had those sofa days thinking I'm resting I'm spoiling myself but no doesn't feel good yeah just right it's almost it's almost like that I feel agitated if I if I'm sick or something and I lay around Mm. too much it's oh yeah so much good stuff to know and learn and really integrate yeah right over time and, and settle in so okay so before we wrap up now dear is there anything else you want to share in particular about being a generator hmm. you know someone in our group mentioned following the energetic breadcrumbs and that has really struck stuck struck me because I think I've done that my whole life is following those energetic breadcrumbs, the things that are exciting, the things that are fun Mm -hmm. for me and doing those, you know, even before I knew human design, I did that to some extent. And now it's been refined even more 
and really like knowing that we are going to get exactly what we need. It's going to show up for us. And all we need to do is do the things that we like, you know, follow that, you know, keep ourselves busy, I guess, in a sense, doing what we enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and the things that are meant for us are going to come to us. And I think the biggest part of that too, is say no to the things that we don't want. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that before we got on the call here about creating space, right? So I think for, and this was a big thing for me, it's like, it's harder to feel that yes, that feeling lit up and feel that yes, when we have our calendar full of things that we don't really want to do, maybe working a nine to five job for someone else or whatever it is. And of course we have to work within some limits, but the more we can say no to the things that we don't, that really don't light us up Mm -hmm. is the more we're going to be able to have openings for things that do light us up, Yeah, you know, creates that space. So I think that's huge. The, the beauty, the art of saying no has been a big thing for me too, over Mm. these past couple of years. Yeah, the word that came up for me then as you were talking was trust mm-hmm. and yeah. making the space, but trusting that by making the space, something good will come in because we can think, oh, if I don't say yes, there might not be a, another yeah. opportunity. Maybe I should say yes. But yeah, having that trust that if I say no, I'm making space. It's not a missed opportunity exactly almost the opposite isn't it if we say yes the wrong things that's a missed opportunity exactly because then if we say no and something better is going to come in yeah if it's not the right thing for us a lot of trust in that though a lot of trust yeah fabulous well thank you for sharing that part of your journey about being a generator um Nadia that's amazing and who knows we might be able to come back and talk to you about some other parts of the charts as we love that learn a bit more this is fun. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It was lovely. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to that recording of me talking to Nadia as much as I enjoyed making it. So you will not be surprised here. There will be more in the way of interviews and human design podcasts coming up soon. If you've enjoyed it, please do comment or rate and review wherever you're listening. I'd absolutely love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, take care and I'll see you soon.